Hey friends, this is Allison and Becky, and you're listening to Two American Peas in a Mexican Podcast. Woohoo! Hey everybody, we're excited to be with you today again. Woohoo! And today we're talking about one of my favorite things in the whole entire universe. <laughs> Food. Yes. Yes. So first, we're going to tell you about some of the differences between um, Mexican or the culture around food here in Mexico and the culture around food in the States, which is really interesting. Yeah, it Um, really is. And then we're going to tell you some examples of like foods that are just different in Mexico and in the States. And then stay tuned to the very end because we're going to at the end, we're going to share with you some of our favorite hacks to make like almost authentic Mexican food. I definitely wouldn't call it authentic Mexican food. No. But it's delicious. And it's Mexican approved. And we figured out. It's Mexican approved. So it's definitely worth and it's it's a lot easier. We're all about um easy yes food to make. Easy going. So we hope you enjoy it. Have fun. So when we first started having the idea well I think it was Allison's idea to do a food podcast a Mexican food podcast I started to get a little nervous because I'm not very good at making like authentic Mexican food but we're all about hacks today and I'm all about hacks yes (laughs) well we can't really be great at Mexican food can we I don't be like usurping someone else's position or something yeah, we but. can be great at a lot of things, but I don't think Mexican authentic Mexican food is one yeah, of those. That's not one of our. <laughs> well, first of all, we're not willing to spend 85 hours in the kitchen, that's right? That's true. And the reason why things come out excellently is because people just work so diligently at them. Yeah, and they just have this, it's like an innate, I don't know, ability to be able to make food taste good because a lot of people here don't measure yeah you know like if you ask someone oh I need your recipe for that they'll just say oh well you do a handful of this and a pinch of that and you put this in until it looks right yeah yeah you're lucky if they say handful and pinch yeah that's true because my daughter-in-law she'll say you just put you know chicken and then you put sour cream and I'm like what 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 (laughs) and it tastes delicious every time every time every time well and there's lots of differences between food in Mexico and food in the states which I'm still kind of learning Mm. um but just culturally food here is really really important oh yeah uh I'm thinking of I learned a lot uh, once I married into a Mexican family and I love them and they're dear and we do everything based around what we want to eat. Like, <laughs> I'll give you an example. Okay. So this last, I think it was for Mother's Day, we wanted to have barbecued rib. No, barbecued some kind of meat. And so we all, once we decided what we wanted to eat, then we decided where we would have our get together based on whose house could barbecue that meat the best or who had the best barbecue and then it was okay well what time of day do we want to eat this so it it starts with the food what we want to eat and then everything else gets planned around the meal but the meal is like okay so you're sitting in your (laughs) in-laws with your in-laws all around Uh and somebody goes yeah mother's day is coming up and then what's is it like 
What do you want to eat? Yeah, we should eat this. I really want to eat this. Okay. And then the planning goes from there. I mean, and that's every (laughs) single holiday. It's always based around what we're going to eat. Well, that's, that's true too, because like, um, like we were saying recently that the, our Mexican friends, when we've just had Christmas or something, yeah. the first question they ask is, what did you eat on Christmas Day? Yeah, it's never, how was your Christmas? Or <laughs> what presents did you get? It's always, what did you eat? Yeah. Or even just a lot of times, like making small talk, it'll be, so what did you, what did you have for lunch today? Or what, or did what you, are you going to have for yeah. lunch today? Yeah, what are you yeah. making for lunch today? <laughs> yeah, food is just kind of a central theme in the oh, culture. Yeah. And did you find, too, moving here, that um it was there was a big change in like your daily schedule for food yeah well it took me a little while to figure that one out because agua viva for whatever reason like when the groups are there we eat on more of an american schedule yeah and so i didn't get that for a long time well i think if we ate on a mexican schedule we'd all die of starvation (laughs) because (laughs) they do everything (laughs) so much later in the day but it's so much it's so much more food it's so much more um substantial like I think we've never done this in our house but I think in some homes there's like a big there's maybe a little bit of eating early morning but then there's like this break in the middle of the morning Uh and there and if you haven't eaten anything you have your really big breakfast there. yeah and like a bagel or a bowl of cereal is no, not that breakfast. does not count no 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 like we for years we had our retreat for agua viva and uh-huh. we made bagels and cereal and stuff so that our mexican staff would not have to nobody would have to get up early and work right it's so much easier yeah yeah so one morning I heard wrestling at like 4 30 in the morning and all of our Mexican friends were up secretly making themselves (laughs) a huge breakfast so that they could have it all eaten and cleaned up before any of the rest of us got up so they wouldn't so they wouldn't offend us for only having bagels that's hilarious so hilarious so so a really big breakfast and then you don't eat until like between the hours of two to four and it can Uh totally vary yeah and it's but it's a huge meal, right? Yeah, it's huge. Huge. It's, yeah. Like I would say it's maybe even bigger than the traditional American dinner. I think so. They just eat as much as they can in that that afternoon meal. And then they kind of don't really eat dinner. Or if they do, they kind of make something around eight or nine uh-huh. at night. That's when yeah. they would have like a bowl of cereal for dinner or a bowl, bowl of oatmeal. I think my in-laws have oatmeal a lot of times for dinner. Yeah. Or, yeah, whatever is quick and easy. That's what they do for dinner. Yeah. It always used to crack me up because um, Maddie was in preschool and they're, they would always have a break around 11 to eat. And that... For me, that was Maddie's lunch. lunch you right. know, she would eat breakfast at home and then have her lunch at school at 11. But for all the other parents, that was their kids' breakfast. <laughs> and so, the te- you know, the teachers would be talking about the breakfast break. And it just <laughs> was funny because to me, that was totally lunch. And for yeah. Maddie, too. Yeah. And I remember when we first came down here and, like, we'd go to church and 
noon would roll around and our stomachs would start saying it was time to eat, you know, and then one would roll around and then one thirty or two would roll Mm -hmm. around. And one time one of our friends commented that sometimes the spirit just led and sometimes we didn't get out of church till two thirty or three. And I said, that's just proof that the spirit can't get hungry. (laughs) Or that the spirit ate a really big breakfast at 10 (laughs) o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Anyway, yes. Food is just different in Mexico and to be celebrated. Yes. Yes, definitely. And there are different kinds of foods that are different that we you would say, oh, I eat that if you lived in the States. And if you lived in Mexico, you would also say, oh, I eat that. But they're very different things. Like, I'll give you an example. Burritos. A burri- The way a burrito looks in the States mm-hmm. is very, very different to a burrito here in Mexico. Like, mm-hmm. a burrito in the States would be like, I think of like a Chipotle burrito, you know, that's got lettuce and cheese and rice and beans and meat uh-huh. and whatever else I want to put on it. Um, and, it's you know, and a big tortilla and it's all rolled up in like a full meal. Mm-hmm. But burritos here are made on smaller tortillas, uh-huh. and it's usually ju- it's usually just one thing in the tortilla, isn't it? Like it would be um, bistec ranchero or beans. beans. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that and and rolled up real tiny. Yeah, like you would need to eat two, probably three, three even yeah. to fill you up. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really different. And it kind of takes, don't you feel like the burritos kind of take the place of a sandwich in Mexico? Like, yeah, like if you're going to go anywhere, you know, take a road trip and you mm-hmm. need something quick to eat on the road, it's usually burritos. It's never sandwiches. Oh, which is so much better than sandwiches anyway. It's oh, so gosh, yeah. yummy. But also so much more work. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Another one that I found is pico de gallo, which to me in English means kind of a salsa that's not cooked like like cut up tomatoes tomatoes and and cilantro uh and onions Onions, and stuff well here at least in the Ensenada area Mm -hmm. pico de gallo is like a an orange jicama and cucumber salad which is delicious it is delicious it Mm -hmm. is really really good yeah and what you call that that pico de gallo from the states is more called salsa bandera because it has the three colors of the flag. Right. So the green, red, and ye- and white. Right. And all the food stuff we're talking about is all in this area of Mexico. If you live somewhere else in Mexico and are yelling at us right now because we're getting it wrong, <laughs> we're sorry. But because <laughs> yeah. food is different all over Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And tacos. Oh, tacos. tacos. What did you think a taco was before you moved to Mexico? Well, t- before I moved to Mexico, a taco was like one of those hard shell, little smiley face taco yeah, shell yeah, things. Yeah. And you would fill it up with ground beef uh-huh. and lettuce uh-huh. and cheddar cheese and tomatoes. Right, right. And yeah, and crunch on it. Oh, classic story. My family, my parents, my sister, my husband and Justin and I traveled when before we even moved to Mexico uh-huh. and we went down the Mexican peninsula and we got to this one place and they were selling tacos. So we said, Oh, we'll go to tacos. And in our mind was exactly what you just said, you know, yeah, basically like Taco Bell, tacos, Taco right? Bell style. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so we go in and they hand us this. First of all, it's a, it's a corn tortilla, but it, it looks almost raw. It looks like, 
you know, nothing has happened to it. It <laughs> definitely hasn't been fried. <laughs> and then we had, you know, to add some stuff to it. And then we ate it and we're eating it and we're going, what is this? Is is this like, this tastes like steak. This is like steak in a tortilla. What is the deal here? And come to find out, that's a carne asada taco. It's a taco. It's a, that is the general idea of what a taco is. Yeah. And once you've had them. You could never Mexican go back. Taco, you can't go back. They're no. just so good. Oh, my gosh. If you've never had a Mexican taco like that, please come visit us. We will take you to the best places yes yes Yes. oh yeah so so good yeah what else oh water 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 so if you order water to drink like in a restaurant they'll ask you what flavor of water would you like water if you just say water it means water with some fruit added which i my american friends i think would just call juice Right. But it's, I mean, it's it's always fresh. They like blend that fresh fruit into the water and it's really delicious. But if you want just regular water, you have to say agua natural, like natural flavor water. water. Yeah. 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 That's so funny to me. That uh-huh. one really threw me for a loop when I first came. Yeah. When you go to a restaurant and you say, I just like some water and they say, what kind? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, taquito. Taquito oh. doesn't really exist here, does it? Or does well, it? It means a small it taco. It means a small taco. Yeah. It doesn't mean. But people don't really use it. They would just say tacos. Let's go out for tacos. And yeah. Yeah. People would probably look at you funny if you said you wanted yeah. a taquito. But it's called a flauta here, which uh-huh. is a flute, the word for flute. And that's what it looks like, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, know you know, like sense. the rolled up. If you don't know what a taquito is, like the rolled up corn tortilla with whatever inside of it. Yeah, and then deep fried. Yeah, Yeah. really good. Yeah. But no matter how you slice it, it's such good food. It's such good food. It's such good food. Sometimes I just thank the Lord for bringing me to Mexico because of the food. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I'm so thankful, and other times when I step on the scale, I'm not uh, so thankful. thankful. And I just have to throw this other one in because this blew my mind a little bit when I discovered this. Okay. That, okay, so tamales. Tamales are pretty much the same. Well, the ones I've had in the States are pretty, pretty similar to the ones here in Mexico. But one tamale is not a tamale. tamale. It's a tamal. Right. One is a tamal. More than one are tamales. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did that was that did that blow your mind when you figured that out? Yeah, yeah. It kind of was it was kind of eye opening. The other one, though, I hear people all the time saying chilies rellanos. Oh, yeah, I would In like the a chili, chili relleno or uh-huh. something, yeah. And it's relleno uh-huh. because that word means to refill. So it's a chili that the inside has been taken out and refilled mm-hmm. with something else, relleno, chiles uh-huh. relleno. Yeah. So that's another one. But those are more names, Yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that we wanted to talk about today is that Alice and I have come up with a few of our – You can't see this, but I'm making air quotes right now. (laughs) Mexican food recipes. Because like we said, we're not authentic Mexican cooks. Um, But we have a few good hacks that we think are pretty good and have mine have been approved by actual Mexicans. Yeah, mine too. Not as being like real Mexican food, but just as tasting good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So we want to share those with you in case you need some good new recipes. Who doesn't who doesn't need a good new recipe? Right. Or if you're just craving some Mexican food. Yeah. 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 We, we gotcha. We gotcha. So give us one of yours, Beck. Okay. Well, my first one is called chicken taco soup. And you you probably you may have a good recipe for chicken taco soup, but this is just one that I love, and it's one of those um, dump crock pot recipes oh, where you just that. dump everything in and then go on with your day. And that's probably my favorite part about it is that you just dump everything in and it's super easy. Oh yeah. Um. So all you do is you dump in some salsa. If you like spicy, you can choose something that's a little bit spicier, or if you don't like so spicy, you, you know, just choose whatever salsa you like. You dump in some salsa. Oh, and by the way, if these recipes sound good to you, go on our, we're going to post them on our Instagram account, Two American Peas. Look for us on Instagram and um, you'll, you can find these recipes written down. So anyway, so you just get your crock pot out. You dump in some salsa, some, a can of black beans, a can of pinto beans, a can of corn, a can of diced tomatoes, um, and then some taco seasoning which I always have to make my own taco seasoning because it's hard to find here. But And I like my – so that shows you how Mexican this recipe is. <laughs> Can't even get the ingredients here. But I like my own taco seasoning mm-hmm, just as mm-hmm. much as store-bought. And then some chicken broth, and you throw in some chicken, and then you, and then you cook it. Um, and I will tell you on our Instagram how long and for how hot, you know, how hot to cook it. And it's so good. Is it? It's so good. My mo- it, This one has been approved by my mother-in-law, who is an Ooh, excellent cook. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. And then, you know, you can put, you can get creative with the toppings. You can put like sour cream or yeah. cilantro or avocado. We like avocado on top of it. Oh, yeah. Um, or cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can just kind of so throw whatever good. you want on top of it. And it's so good and it's so easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's stuff that, you know, you can just kind of have on hand and... Whenever you feel like making soup, just throw it all in the crock pot. Oh, and it's done. I'm totally doing that one. You have never made that for me, by the way. I've never made that for you. I will. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, I want to start with one that just had me baffled when I lived in the States. I could <laughs> not do it. I think in the States, we call it Spanish rice. It's the kind of rice that you get in a Mexican food restaurant. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about this one because I can't ever make Mexican rice taste good. I could never make it come out good. And it, mine always were, had like big gold chunks of tomato in it. And that didn't seem right to me. So anyway, I have a friend who is a missionary, was a missionary down here for a while. And she learned how to make it the Mexican (sighs) way. And it. It has been kind of fail-proof for me, but she Americanized it, too, because she put um, quantities in it. Oh, yeah. So here's what you do. This is for making four cups of cooked rice, which is not, it sounds like a ton, but it's not too much when you have, like, a family. Right. So it's about the family size. Okay. So you take two, so you put oil in a pan. You put it, like, in a skillet Uh that has a lid. And you put your two cups of rice, uncooked rice, in that oil and you brown it. But while you're browning it, you also put in um, slices of 
onion, the like just the onion ring slices. Uh-huh. And you keep them whole like that because a lot of people don't like to eat the onion. Uh-huh. And so they like to just take it out. Or sometimes so you you flavor, can take it yeah. out afterwards. But yeah. it just gives flavor. So you you heat all that rice up and you turn the rice a little bit brown. Meanwhile, you heat up water, four cups of water, and you add what we call down here Norsuisa. It's Norswiss in English, but I don't know of any American that actually calls it that. Me it's either. like the it's like a a jar of chicken bouillon. And uh-huh. I think you can just use the cubes too. But I think it's one cube per cup. So whatever it is per cup, you add the right amount of that stuff for the water that you are cooking. Uh-huh. And then you pour the water into the skillet and it you got to be careful because it sprays everywhere, you know, it does that sizzle yeah. thing. And then you bring the whole thing to a boil and you're stirring it, stirring it, stirring it. And then you add a can of tomato sauce. Here's one thing that I found out when I moved here is that our tomato sauce in the states is all pretty like on the more Italian side, mm-hmm. and so it's sweeter. Yeah. And and so if you have a Mexican side of your store um, and they have a Mexican version of a s- tomato sauce, that might actually t- be tastier. But yeah. either way. Anyway, you pour as much of that as you want in this concoction that you have going, and it can be... If you like things really tomatoey, then pour the whole thing in. If you don't, then less. And then you turn it down to a simmer and finish cooking it like rice. Cover it. Uh-huh. Finish cooking it like rice. What I like to do is cook it less. I have really hot um, flame on uh-huh. my on my stove. So I like to cook it less time and then just keep it covered and just keep it sitting there for a lot longer. But whatever works for your rice. But you just keep it covered till you... Till it gets done and when it gets all done then you take a fork and you mix all that tomato sauce in because the tomato sauce kind of sticks on the top mm-hmm. and it's it's like foolproof it like never fails it's so easy it's so easy and so good and I have gotten genuine compliments from Mexican women down here about my rice so Ooh, I can't wait to I try know. that one I know that was a biggie for me yeah So this next recipe that I'm going to share with you, I discovered when Hans and I, a while back when Hans and I were doing Whole30, so this one is delicious. It's still one of my favorite things to make, but it's also Whole30 approved, or like if you're doing keto, I I don't know too much about keto, but I think it's probably approved on the keto diet or paleo or whatever. So here's here's a good one for you. Okay, what's it called? Um, It's called Chicken in Salsa Verde. Oh, sounds so good. Yeah, it is really good. And if I would just like to throw this little um, thought in there, this is not what my husband would picture, who is a Mexican. He would not picture this as, like, if I say, I'm going to make you chicken and salsa verde. He he has a completely different idea of what it is. But it's still kind of on the Mexican side of things, and it's still delicious. So I'm just going to share it with you. Go for it. And it's so easy. Oh, love that. Yeah. So all you do, you have to buy your favorite kind of, I guess if you're doing Whole30, you have to buy a salsa that is Whole30 approved, but those aren't too hard to find. So you buy your favorite green salsa, whichever one you like, and you throw that in a pan uh, or a skillet that has a lid on it. And then you put, I usually put three or four chicken breasts, depending on how big they are. 
you put chicken breasts in there and I get you could use chicken thighs too. any kind of chicken is fine and cover it and just let the chicken cook in the salsa which I mean that just by itself is really good and so while the chicken is cooking in the salsa then you I use my food processor but I think a good blender would work too I throw this sounds kind of weird but trust me it's delicious and it makes it so creamy um I do it's a cup of coconut milk and it's like the canned coconut milk it has to be the thicker coconut milk okay okay and then a cup of cashews what right it sounds crazy that does sound crazy but what I usually do the recipe doesn't say this but I found that it works better I kind of heat my coconut milk up in the microwave or something first of all because it can sometimes get like you know thick like gel type stuff on the top of the can when you open uh, it uh um but then also if it's heated up it kind of softens the cashews okay and so yeah so you put coconut milk and cashews and then salt pepper cumin and garlic powder and juice from a lemon half of a lemon you just throw that all in the food processor and then you grind it up Uh and what I like what I like to do is kind of grind it up and then let it sit for a little bit so the cashews can get kind of soft and then grind it up some more oh okay Um, you know so they get pretty because you want it to be like a creamy sauce okay and the sauce just by itself tastes really good so then once your chicken is done cooking in the salsa you shred it okay and then you dump the coconut (sighs) cashew and it it almost gives it like a cheesy taste or oh. texture or oh my gosh if you know if you're tr- on a trying to do like a dairy-free diet or whatever and you just want something kind of creamy and cheesy it's really hard to find something but this t- for me um me, you know satisfies does that the trick it does the trick and it's so good so then you dump the coconut cashew blend you dump that into your, once your chicken is all shredded. I usually, I like to shred it and then let it sit in the salsa to kind of soak up that salsa taste a little okay. bit more. And you so know. you're still doing all this over the stove. Yeah, the yeah. chicken is on the stove. The cashew mix is not, you know, right, in the, right. is in the blender. Um, yeah, so the chicken is still on the stove. So you shred the chicken mm-hmm. and then just let it sit in that same salsa that it's been cooking in. Right. So it kind of, soak, you know, gets the flavor soaked up a little more. And then you dump in, after a couple of minutes, you dump in the coconut cashew blend with the spices. You dump, dump that in there and just mix it all up. And that's when the magic happens. Oh because gosh. that's when it, it's just the best. <laughs> so how do you serve it? So I like to, I mean, it kind of depends on what, how healthy we're trying to be. Mm-hmm. But you can do, um, you, I like to serve it over cauliflower rice. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it can be in a bowl with cauliflower rice on the bottom and then that on top. And you can put stuff like it's really good with some avocado slices on top of it or yeah. cilantro or even red diced red onion kind of oh, sprinkled yeah, on top yeah, yeah, yeah. is really good. Um, or you could do it just with regular rice. You could, Hans kind of sometimes likes it, you know, rice on the side and then that, the chicken and then some beans or whatever oh, and tortillas yeah. to yeah, go yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, That would make it look more Mexican, yeah. right? Yeah, that definitely makes it look more Mexican. But I just like it in a bowl with either rice or um, of, um, 
cauliflower rice. Oh, that sounds so good. With some so avocados good. on top. It's so good. Okay, tell me one thing. Tell yeah. me about the green salsa. Do you just buy ready-made green salsa at the store? I just buy ready-made green salsa. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can make your own green salsa, which we should talk about salsa recipes sometime. Oh, we should. Yeah. Let's do salsa sometime. We will. Okay. But yeah, I just buy my just buy our the green salsa that we like, and kind of the same thing. You can choose how spicy you want it. If you want it a little spicier, then you buy a spicier salsa. But it's so easy. What kind of green salsa do you like? Well, the brand is um, in Spanish. I would say Herdes. Or, it's Herdes. Uh-huh. My mom always calls it Herdes. Herdes. <laughs> Herdy's green salsa. Ah, that's I like the Herdy's green salsa. But I think you can get that in the states yeah, too. I'm you pretty can. sure I've seen it in the states. That's yeah. the kind of that's also um, the kind of salsa that I use for the chicken. Not okay. The that same brand is the salsa that I buy for the chicken soup that I talked about, but not oh, the green salsa. Right, right, right. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's my favorite kind of that's our favorite kind of salsa to get, and it's so easy and it's so delicious and it's kind of mexican i'm totally doing that one too you that need to try so it yeah good. it's really good and it's creamy and it's it's not unhealthy it, i'm i don't know if it's necessarily like a health food but right. it's not but it's not terrible right. the other thing it, i think is you could serve it one way one night like i could almost see that being good um like in a bowl and then eating it with flour tortillas and then another night put it over you know the leftovers put it over cauliflower rice and avocado and stuff you could you know like really make it last I'm all about that right now because I don't have a ton of people in my house so anything that you know can be switched up for a future day is well you know what I did one time I think it probably says this in the recipe I don't think this is something I came up with on my own but if you heat up some chicken broth and just throw whatever leftover chicken, like you know, it was the next day, it was leftovers with that chicken with in the sauce. I threw it in the chicken broth and heated it up, and it was like a soup. Oh. And Hans even said he like he thought he liked it better as a soup than as wow. you know just the chicken on its own. It's so good. Oh my gosh, that's that's a keeper. That's that a keeper. It's right my there. favorite recipe right now. Oh, that's so fun. Okay, I'm going to share one called Red Pozole. I don't know how many of you listening out there know about pozole. Did you know about it before you came down? I don't think so. I maybe had had like an American version of pozole, but it was pretty different than what I had when I got down here. Yeah, I I didn't know. I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a soup. It's so good. And it's usually the the traditional format is that it has pork in it. Oh my gosh, I just remembered a story I have to tell yes, about Wasole. <laughs> oh my gosh. When we first came down to Mexico, we were first first came down to Mexico. So we didn't know hardly any Spanish and we were so green. And, they, and someone invited us to a birthday party for a five-year-old. And we went. And we were, because we went, automatically made us like the guests of honor at oh. this event. And so they served us pozole. I hope this doesn't ruin people's... 
enjoyment of pozole after I tell this story. You have to just sort of listen to this story, okay? Don't listen too hard. So they served us pozole and it was good. I had never eaten it before and uh-huh. I liked it and I was very happy with it and I was eating it up and I looked over at my husband and he was not eating his up, which is not like him. And so I said, what's going on? He goes, you have to see my bowl. Oh, no. And he pushed his bowl over to me. And I'm not kidding. In his bowl was the entire pig snout (gasps) looking straight up out of the bowl with all the whiskers on it and everything. I'm sure. It was probably like. A delicacy. I'm sure it was like they gave him the best piece of meat on the whole pig. What did he do? Did he eat it? He could not eat it. He could not eat it. And I could not blame him. And so he kind of pushed it around for a while. And he, I think, I don't know. I don't remember how we got out of that one. But I mean, can you imagine? That was no. so hard at that very beginning yeah, time. especially just being brand new. Oh, yeah. Oh. Anyway, so oh. this this recipe is pozole, but it does not pozole. have the pig snout in it, I promise. <laughs> and so, anyway, pozole is a, is, a, is a soup with usually pork, and it has um, hominy in it, what we call hominy. And it's hominy that's been pre-cooked so it's kind of it's kind of pop like popcorn Uh you know Uh okay so this recipe I got from my mom who got from a Mexican lady who was her friend in the states and so it's a it's a Mexican recipe from a Mexican lady who's had lived for a while in the states and had kind of made it more American Uh and so I like I like it it's it's really really good so you take two to three pounds of both, in this recipe, both chicken and pork, okay. whatever you want. You cut it in bite-sized pieces. You cook it in that North Suiza stuff again. Uh-huh. Um, I would put the amount of North Suiza that it calls for for each cup of water that you cook your meat in. So you okay, cook so that you all like boil, together. So you like boil it in yeah, water. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all cooked. And then you add a large can of hominy. And I went to buy a large can of hominy and I couldn't decide if the large can was like a big like pumpkin pie size can uh-huh. or if it was like the almost gallon size. <laughs> so I did it both ways and I think it's the gallon size. Okay, so, so like it takes a, a lot really of big hominy. Okay. Yeah. And so then you add one can of chili sauce and I like Las Palmas. Add less of that if you don't like things as spicy and just and just taste test it. If you really don't like things spicy, you might need to get add some like tomato sauce or something too. Crushed cloves of garlic, salt and oregano. I add two tablespoons of oregano and then you just cook it for a long time. You Actually, what I do is I cook everything but the hominy because the hominy that comes in a can is already cooked. Uh-huh. So then I I cook it till it's ready, and then at the last minute I put the hominy in it and warm it up, heat it all up, and then you serve it in individual bowls. That's all you have to do. That's all that's you. So that's easy. All you do, and then the 
the thing that like gives it the oomph is uh-huh. um what you put on top of it and you can like you said you mentioned all the good stuff to mm-hmm. put on it but what we really like in our family is actually putting cheddar cheese on it that's oh. not very mexican that's not us, very mexican but it has such a good taste putting cheddar cheese grated cheddar cheese on top and then cut up green onions chopped up green onions on top of that and that is like the best but you could put cabbage and you could put radishes and you can put sour cream Uh and you could put a ton of different things that's like the like the more traditional thing to have on top that would be like cabbage and And radishes uh and some oregano i've seen oregano and like um um red chili pepper flakes uh-huh uh-huh yeah but anyway it's super 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 simple and so good so matt one of maddie's favorite food ever since she's been little has been pozole when she was like two years two years old she was eating pozole and looked up and said mama i love mucho pozole (laughs) (laughs) so cute so one of our a lady in our church who lives kind of near us Knew that Maddie loved pozole and knew that Maddie was a little mad because I didn't know how to make pozole. So she invited <laughs> me over to learn how to make pozole, which was super sweet. And it was really fun. But, oh, my goodness. It, it was, was so, so complicated and so much work. I was, like, taking notes rapidly as she was doing everything. And I, oh, yeah. I could never do it the same way that she did. But oh. your way sounds no. great. <laughs> Mine's the cheater way. And I very um, cautiously fed it to some of my Mexican friends recently kind of embarrassed and then I actually served the cheddar cheese and the did they put cheddar cheese on it yes I was so shocked well that may be just because we're in the north like Uh I feel like sometimes because we're in the north and we're so close to the states some people are a little open to trying things here okay but anyway they ate it and they loved it and they wanted seconds for sure so so it's not super mexican but it's got mexican approval yeah and it sounds really good. that's what we should do that's what we should call our our podcast when we do food we should call it mexican hacks with mexican approval or oh something. that's a good idea yeah yeah because these are not none of these are like the traditional no. well the mexican rice maybe is a little maybe yeah might be yeah. closer to a traditional mexican recipe but the rest of them are not they're yeah they're just really good. But the problem is that if you really, really want to do traditional Mexican food, you've got to do, you've got to put in the work. Yeah. Like and it's hours. complex. Yeah. It's, com- it's everything by sc- from scratch and everything takes time and it has to yeah. be, you know, just get it to the right exact moment. And that's just not very american <laughs> no it's not at all well at that because to make like traditional mexican pozole you have to make the whole like the sauce that you said you just bought in a can yeah you would make that yourself oh, yes. like you would cook the chilies and yes and strain blend the them and blend then strain, them, strain them. it and yeah. do it all yourself i and know it's, it's delicious uh-huh. but it's so much work. so much work yeah yeah Definitely. Well, I love your pozole hack. I'm for sure trying it. Yeah, and then you just serve chips on the side. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So to find any of these recipes, just go to our Instagram account, and we'll have we'll put a post up of the different recipes that we think you should try. Yeah. <laughs> and have fun, and definitely think of us while you're making them. 
Yes. Yeah, let us know how it goes. Yeah. Let us know if you like them or if you didn't like them. Let us know if they're listener approved. Yeah, listener approved. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's all for this time. Um, Remember that love crosses cultures. Yes, it does. And food does as well. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Have a good one. Bye. If you like what you listen to, please subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at Two American Peas and a Mexican Pod. Look for a new podcast to release every other Monday. And remember, love crosses cultures.